So Canadian schools are experimenting with cell phone bans, but some parents say these devices are essentially lifelines. So yeah, the old line in the sand being drawn right now between the two sides. And I thought it'd be worth the conversation. So Todd Cunningham, chair of the School and Clinical Child Psychology at the University of Toronto, kind enough to join me this morning. Todd, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? I am fantastic, getting ready to celebrate Father's Day with my family, but uh, we're going to punch the clock one more time this morning, and this is a great topic because I have gone back and forth on this. I mean, first, I had to wonder when I was going to give my kids a cell phone, and then should they be able to take it to school, but let's talk about this because right now, the experimentation of banning cell phones in Canadian school is really drawing some ire on both sides. Uh, Can you walk me through this process? Yeah, so... Cell phones are an amazing technology. They have communication in there. They have our ability to access the world's knowledge and some other really cool um, educational um, apps in there. However, the research kind of is very clear about how distracting they are. So for all of us, every time we go and check our email or Twitter feeds or social media stuff, it's constantly pulling our attention away from where we're having to be focused. And that constant back and forth, back and forth as our attention gets pulled really kind of adds a lot of stress to the brain. The brain actually gets fatigued over time and it makes it harder for us to concentrate. All of us know this from just our own habits when we keep checking our emails on a regular basis. So, so the idea also of just putting the phone down on the table or in your back pocket, just telling students not to look at it, has also shown not to actually resolve the problem. So there was a great study down, done in 2017 where students um, were told to either put their phones on a desk or in the back pocket or to keep the phone in another room. And the students who kept their phone in another room had significant increase in their attentional resources during the learning period. They're able to better focus on what the teachers were saying and the learning that was taking place. The phone we have associated, our brains have associated with kind of being a source of critical information. And there's a part of our brain that is always looking for this critical information. And just knowing that it is present, our brain keep going back to what am I missing? What am I missing? What am I missing? You know, as adults, you know, you, you put your phone in your back pocket and you tell yourself, I'm not going to check it for the next 30 minutes. And, you know, after about five, 10 minutes, you start getting that little bit of an itch. Like, <laughs> am I missing something? <laughs> so yep. same things happening in the classroom. So there's a study uh, in Chatleach Secondary School, which is on BC Sunshine Coast, and they banned cell phones about six months ago and are just saying how remarkable the shift was. They said that they're seeing improvement in mental health, but they also said they were seeing a decrease in bullying, which I think is something that maybe we don't take into consideration. The cell phone, yeah, it's got you know all of the opportunities for you to find the answer before the teacher finishes a question and what have you. But when you don't have the TikToks and you don't have the camera always running, there's probably some perks to that. It's huge. There's actually a fantastic report that just came out three weeks ago um, that looked at mental health in 27,000 um, 18 to 24 year olds across the globe. Um, so, international study. And what it found was that 
Um, earlier, a student, was, a, a individual got an internet-enabled device as their own, so a cell phone or tablet, to be their own that they could take wherever they wanted. The poor their mental health outcomes were um, at, um, at young adults. So, and, and the big part of this goes back to this kind of area of TikTok. The social media aspect has been really a, a critical piece on the impact on mental health. What happens is we all have peer referencing. We all say, hey, how am I, what's my value based on the referencing of those around me? And if you're looking at social media and your friends have higher views and more likes um, and they are posting pictures of having great times that that you're not included in, then that has a direct impact on how you feel about um, yourself. We're not, you know, people are not taking consideration the global, the, the greater context. The other impact around mental health is that um, another study was finding that a lot of you, especially after um, the pandemic, are spending between five to eight hours on their screens, not educational screens, just like entertainment screens. And that's between yeah. one and 2,000 hours a year, which is a lot of time not doing other activities um, that we, we should be engaged in. My last question to you, Todd, and might be the toughest one to answer, is how do you enforce this? I mean, now we've talked about the pros and cons of it, but how do you physically keep uh, an eight-inch cell phone out of somebody's pocket when, uh, you know, we're the masters of trying to sneak something past somebody? How do we enforce this? Well, I think it first starts in the conversation and setting down the, the kind of the ground rules at the very beginning of the year and talking through those ground rules. So my recommendation to educators is the same one I recommend to, to parents. You know, as you come into the front door, you always park your phone. We have a designated place where our cell phones get parked and, and they sit there. And we talk about why that's in the important. Um, you know, if it's there, you're going to be tempted to use it. It's going to be distracting. It's going to take away from your learning and other social interactions. But it's not just that that's it. There might be a time where we do engage because, again, there's a lot of really good um, tools on there. Schools don't have enough devices for everybody. So there might be a point of the day or the class where we bring them back in to do a bit of um, learning um, on them. But the bigger thing is is the conversation. I think the my great worry, especially around the mental health and cell phones, is we're not engaging youth in a conversation about how this is impacting them. How are how do you stay safe around cyberbullying? What how much time should you be doing on social media and how to use social media effectively? These are conversations we need to be having with youth. We almost need to create a mental health curriculum around cell phone youth these days. Well, it's interesting conversation, Todd, and I really appreciate you helping me flesh this out. I'm going to open it up to the callers and see what they think. But thank you for your time this morning. You're very welcome. Have a great day. It's my pleasure. Todd Cunningham, Chair of the School and Clinical Child Psychology at the University of Toronto.